Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone that is listening. I actually just want to say thank you to everyone that's been following along, giving me feedback, subscribing to YouTube, following me on Instagram, kind of giving me some tips and tricks on how to better this. Um, hopefully, we're, I'll eventually get to a point where, you know, everyone likes it and we're getting people in here that really interest the public and everyone wants to hear from and i think that's someone we have here today it's a very interesting person she's getting ready to do her grand entrance we're gonna have stephanie <laughs> <laughs> all right let me plug you in plug me in to the mix bam you good now yep it's handy get dandy you, get your you could get closer to the mic you don't have to be afraid hello everybody all right all right stephanie what's up how are you how's it going what's up christian i'm just out here working hard representing all ladies especially in the 805 this is better i could do that there we go dang we're up close and personal see we want people to feel like they're next to us or we're next to them so women empowerment expo right that's i think that's huge it is huge thing i was just looking at how sneaker con started the other day sneaker con yeah and it was all because one guy thought you know what there's comic con mm-hmm. people get together for this so i should just make a sneaker con right so then i was thinking of you know what the woman you know the expo mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing how, how did it start or how did you start with it how did i start so I got invited to the very first women's expo last year in March. It was March 3rd because my sister was a part of it. Mm-hmm. So my sister all my life, my oldest sister, Yadi, she's been like a mentor and like an inspiration for me. All my other sisters have been too. Mm-hmm. But she out of like the whole family has been on our case about just like really overcoming adversity and struggles to overcome like you know, different types of obstacles and just mm-hmm. to really succeed in life. So she became a life coach. Uh, like she, she's presently a life coach? Yeah, she's certified. Oh. So if oh, you guys wow. need a life coach. Plug her in, plug her. Yeah, she would be a great person to speak to. So mm-hmm. she had an event, or no, she had a table at Christina's very first event in Ventura. And she invited me and all my sisters. And at that time, I was going through like, I would say a cloudy time. I wasn't too happy with where I was at, even though I was working and I was in school. And I went to the event and I heard Christina and Kat, and you guys know from Q95.9. Mm-hmm. I heard them speak and it was a different type of vibe. Okay. Like women to women, like girls to girls, like on a different level that I hadn't really experienced with my own friends or in high school or in college. And I was like how do I become a part of this? Like, what's the secret here? Because they all seem like they kind of just evolved into this different level of like being happy that I wanted to be happy and like with my flaws too. Mm-hmm. So after that, <laughs> I turned into stalker mode and I was nice. just looking for Christina online everywhere. Literally, I was like, how can I find Christina? How can I work with her? So I found her on Instagram. I found her on Facebook 
and I started following her event timeline and I went to another event called Wine and Wealth and she was there at a table and I was like, oh my God, this is literally my chance and we just started talking and we hit it off. She gave me a drink ticket and I'm like, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and then she she gave me her number and she said, she mentioned some projects she had coming up. So I texted her one day and I'm like, how can I help you? Because I was so done at my old job. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm ready for more because I felt at my other job, my creativity and all my ideas were shut down. Mm. And being that I had male bosses and maybe one one female coworker who was kind of toxic to me in that relationship at work, I felt like I wasn't really gonna go anywhere. And I was like, I'm ready to get out. And when I met Christina, I was like, this is it. So then she's like, meet me at the annex at the collection. And that was around this time last year. And now, we've just we've gone through a lot and now we're going to atlanta <laughs> wow so i mean we're gonna get into all the you know all the details for for you know for everyone that's listening that may not necessarily know exactly what we're talking about mm -hmm. but before that i want to take it back back to a younger you oh. you know because now with what you're doing mm -hmm. and the fact that you're a creative person i want to know Oh. how you were <laughs> how you were before growing up what is it that you wanted to do when you were young okay before dang i used to want to be a parole officer in high school <laughs> uh but when i was really really like young like elementary yeah you just you middle know. school yeah okay um i think since i was younger i, I always wanted to research a lot of stuff and as I grew up it just kind of evolved into different things so I think the parole officer stemmed from like I think issues that teenagers face okay and now I well, through college I studied social sciences and like a little bit of psychology and communication So I feel like tying it all together, it just kind of fell into really more of a feminine and female aspect of research. Starting from like when you grow up really young thinking that you can't achieve certain things or overcome certain adversities or behave a certain way mm -hmm. to now feeling like, you know, all this time I really could, but it was this whole time being closed off or shut down because of society's like mm -hmm. expectations or their norms or this type of template that you yeah. kind of grow into. So that kind of gray period where we're young and we, you know, mentally we're like, you know, I guess it's more, it's unfortunate, but it really kind of yeah. goes more for, for women to when, you know, you're young and you feel like you can do everything. And then as you start getting older, you can kind of get start put down a little bit more, You know what? The guys start shining more or get more attention. So then you start kind of doubting yourself. Yeah. Or they kind of discourage you um, or shut down certain ideas that you may have. Um, I know from personal experience at my other job, they wanted me to invest in some social media and marketing, but they didn't want to invest money into it. 
Mm. And from a perspective of somebody who's going into like entry-level marketing and social media um, in a business that was mainly males as my mm. um, management, I could be resourceful to the point where you also need to invest in your business to, you know, bring more in or to get more out of it. Yeah. So. They. So what do you mean by they didn't want to spend money on like social? Like how were they going to market? I mean, we had some social media investment, but mm-hmm. as far as let's say they put me on a project to um drive in more traffic through social media Mm -hmm. let's say via facebook or next door um and you know how you can boost posts yeah yeah. and attract more audience you just have to do a small payment Mm -hmm. okay not even that could we do (laughs) okay okay and you know getting even door hangers to distribute which we ended up doing Mm -hmm. you know you can distribute those around neighborhoods and then you get calls that took a long time to do Mm. and it was just the response rate to do things that could benefit the business took a while and i just feel like they weren't understand my perspective of we can do this to make the business better so you were you were trying to push all these ideas yes but then they were just like no it's not gonna work or you know that's the wrong investment that we should look into which is weird because, I mean, how long ago was this? This was, I mean, I quit that job last April, but I had been working there for like a year and a half. So maybe like about two years ago. Still, I mean, two years ago. it's Social kind, media is yeah, a big it, thing and it's Yeah, <laughs> yeah w- w- which is, it's really weird for any organization to think that they either don't or could get away with marketing on social media either without like really, because I mean, now... I don't I don't know if you follow Gary V, but he kind of talks a lot about boosting like Instagram and Facebook, how it's really inexpensive right now. It is so to, inexpensive. To how it's going to get in the next five years. For sure. So a lot of his biggest things is just kind of like, it's cheap now. Do it now. now. So even two years ago, for them not to want to, that I guess that's why kind of it gets in, in your head like, Okay, are you saying this because it's not a good idea? Mm-hmm. Or are you saying this because I'm a woman proposing this idea that maybe you didn't think about? That's true. So that kind of, you know, ties back in. So for the people that that are listening and may not know, tell me exactly what the expo is. What is it about? Like, what's the main message of it? So the main message of the expo is for women to feel comfortable to come and unite to ask questions, to put your message out there, whether it be through your business, whether it be through a speech, if you're a poet, uh, whether you're a creative, uh, whether you wanna be a sponsor, you have a business or you're in a major organization supporting women-founded business or children, because we're also gonna be working with kids at the events now. It's also a platform for women to showcase their business if they've never had a chance to. If you need to make those connects to start your business, to strategize the way your business plan needs to be ran, you know, no matter how old you are, especially because we really want to focus on pushing young kids to know that they can start things really young, that they can achieve jobs that are, you know, 
not in their, I guess, not talked about as much in high school mm-hmm. as far as the creative side and yeah. like artsy and stuff. Um, and it's also just, it's a fun, it's fun for, it's fun for women. It's fun for kids. It's beneficial. You know, you get, if you have a business where you sell merchandise, you can make a profit from being there as well. Mm-hmm. And then it's also great for students, I feel like, because we're going to have a lot of volunteers. And I think it's great for girls to hear all these speakers on social issues that are present, especially here in the county. So if they hear it from role models that are also around the county, maybe they'll feel inspired to push a little bit harder. Okay, what's the official name of the expo? It's the Women's Empowerment Expo. The Women's Empowerment Expo, okay. And is that, I mean, I, I just want to, you know, hear from you. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like a kind of feminist agenda, like kind of trying to push mm. or is that? It's not a feminist push. It's welcome to men too. Mm-hmm. You know, guys are welcome for sure. Uh, it's just more women speaking out on Things that don't get talked about often, especially like mental abuse, sexual abuse. Um, There's a lot of resources that are going to be there for things like that, especially women who struggle financially um, or women who struggle with kids. Uh, It's going to be really resourceful as well as motivating with the speakers. What would you consider women empowerment to women empowerment to actually be women empowerment is it's not being feminist it's just really owning your confidence and who you are and what your what your passion really is so no matter what anybody says you're like, can you elaborate? <laughs> no, no, I'm thinking like, <laughs> so, no, no matter what anyone says, as in people's uh, opinion towards your goals. Yeah, as in like society, because we're all entitled to the same opportunities, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. So if you follow that fire that's just really burning inside you even if you're scared because just over this year i've learned that just say yes even if you're scared because whether it falls through you fail or you succeed Mm -hmm. there's always a lesson that you learn that's valuable and it ends up helping you for the next time and you use that as a building block to keep moving forward to keep empowering yourself to keep like reaching each goal yeah yeah. when so all that sounds great you know it it, it all sounds very um textbook textbook yeah How, how do you how does that translate to i don't know you you being out like at the club oh no like when i said that i was just kidding no i mean i i I, I, want to know because i feel like like there's this whole stigma of like 
women going to the club together mm-hmm. and then kind of like forming a wall towards everyone oh. you know and everyone was just like oh why are you even at the club if you're like not nah, gonna you know like dan-. well i mean it's been, guys are like why are you even here if you're not gonna dance with me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> You know what? That's probably why I don't go out as much. Want to know why? Okay. One of the last times I went to the club, it was at Bombay's in Ventura. I'm sure everybody (laughs) uh, hearing, watching knows about this little spot. And I I went with my cousin, two cousins, and one of her friends. And we we were dancing, right? And this guy just comes and... He points at this girl who's just twerking like crazy. And I'm just like, man, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I was dancing, but I wasn't dancing that crazy. And he's like, that's how you need to be. And I just looked at him and I'm like, what do you mean? That's how I need to be. Like, I don't need to be like anything. Like, I didn't come with you to be like that. I didn't mm-hmm. like I came to have a good time with my girlfriends. Like the point to come to a club is not because you need to come with a guy. It's to have a good time and dance. With the guy, with the group of friends, with your family. It's a bachelorette. It's a girl's night out. It could be whatever, you know? Yeah. So to hear that and the way he said it, I'm like, wow, if you're just saying it up front like that, I'm like, you must think I'm so wasted that I'm just going to be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. And I, <laughs> it honestly bothered me so much. And after that, I just kind of started reducing the amount of times I started going out. And I was like, I, if I go out and it's going to be like that, then I'm good. <laughs> Doesn't that seem, that, that's something that bothers me. The yes. f- The fact that it's to a point where you would rather not go out to not experience those things. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it doesn't happen, you know, all the time, but. You know, it's, I don't, I don't want to have to be coming up with these respectful declines or lines mm-hmm. to have to reject things like that. So I'm like, why am I going to put myself in a situation where I don't feel comfortable? Okay. I mean, you know, occasionally having a drink out, it's fun, yeah. but... <laughs> You know, there's things like that that just, it makes you put these barriers or, you know, respond in a certain way when you're in certain environments because you just have to set boundaries and you have to let people know you can't talk to me like that just Mm -hmm. because we're at this place. Did your friends hear that? Or your cousins? Did they hear that? Yeah. Did they just, like, look at him? Yeah, you know, we were like can fuck this guy you know that (laughs) and we just i mean we continued with the night but see that was one of the few times the last times i went out that was last year (laughs) (laughs) that's i mean the that happening is not funny but the whole like story like i'm someone that i consider myself a confident person you know Mm -hmm. i don't i don't really shy away from anything but like going out i really hate that that club culture yeah like i hate going out and like having to find someone to dance with mm-hmm. and the whole night it's kind of like are right, you like i'm a prowl like who am i gonna dance with? No, you know, that's you know, so i know weird. i know it sounds <laughs> weird that. it's that's such why, an eerie feeling that yeah. you feel it almost as soon as you walk in but everyone's just like whoop, whoop, 
you know that's why copper so, blues is probably as much as i can do because it's mm-hmm. not really a like a dance bar it's like yeah. a little bit of both but yeah yeah, yeah but i mean that i was gonna kind of get to the point that that's why i don't go out because i hate feeling like that i hate i would i would rather specifically go out with someone Mm -hmm. be like hey let's go because i already know like consensual we're gonna go together like we're gonna go have fun right then to go because i mean if you go with a group of guys or guys and girls right yeah you know sometimes you could you know you end up dancing with who you're with but sometimes you just kind of like do, and it's not like you know the guys could just dance on each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of like the the double standard. Um, uh, so that's I don't know that club culture is just not it's not my my mm. scene. And plus, it's super expensive, and I don't like the hangover. I just think, yeah, at clubs it it can be like that. You know, there's you know somebody might say, well, why don't you go to somewhere more sophisticated like a like a finer bar or something mm-hmm. like that, which is also fine, but that doesn't stop, you know, somebody from just coming over like this close to you. And yeah. Like, so what are you doing here by yourself? Yeah, or not by yourself, but, you know. Would you take a drink from someone? I feel like I almost wanted to say yes. That's so bad, but. I've, I've since I've traveled last year. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What? Uh, I went to Miami last August, and it was just me and my cousins and my sister. And you know, we met a waitress out there, and she told us roof, roofie, mm-hmm. roofie <laughs> yeah. was a big thing. So my women empowerment, like nature, kicked in, and like when we were out dancing or at the clubs and there was like guys around i was like on super high alert making sure like our drinks were either be safe or i would kind of cover them so Mm -hmm. that if there was guys close they wouldn't drop anything like in our drinks because we're out traveling and it's just girls you know there's anything can happen yeah yeah you can't trust Guys, so I'm either always holding my drink mm-hmm. or I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, I mean, I ask you that because I remember this story from um, my mother used to tell me. Hopefully, he doesn't listen to this part. But um, he would tell me that, like, when him and his girlfriend, like, the friends would go out, which I, I don't I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. He says that they will, like, the girlfriends will, like, go in and separate mm-hmm. and go, like, to the bar and, like, wait for, like, guy to like offer them a drink and they kind of take the drink and run and they'll kind of like give it back to like the guys so everyone was like kind of like drinking for free right but (gasps) it's like okay is that smart but that's after yeah yeah (laughs) it's kind of like are you using the girlfriend or are you empowering the fact that as a woman you know she's beautiful and she mm -hmm. can get drinks I think if you're excluding like the the roofing and all that stuff, pretending that everything's like super safe and yeah, is this like the boyfriend like using the girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, because I'm thinking, you I'm know, just... if if the girlfriend's cool with it, it's kind of smart. Like if she's cool with it, make those moves, right? Because it's kind of like, I mean. Maybe it's a bad time to use this comparison. 
But you know what? I I went to a Red Hot Chili Peppers concert, mm-hmm. and they offered me a beer. And he just brought it to me. I mean, I didn't see them serve it, mm-hmm. so I was like, "No, I'm not gonna take it." Yeah. Had I seen them serve it, and then he brought it to me, I would have probably taken it. Yeah, because if you saw it. Yeah, but I think if you're yeah, since we're there, we're your sister's girlfriend. Mhm. Right. I think they're making smart moves. Yeah, because teamwork. <laughs> teamwork. Yeah, exactly. Or, or or like something that I I I have such a. I respect it mm-hmm. and I understand it, but I wait. How, how does it how does it go? Like using your beauty for. Well, I was going I was gonna kind of talk about <laughs> yeah yeah which which I personally think it's uh, I'm stuck in the middle because I believe that like if you have you should flaunt it and if it gets you free things like it, yeah. it, it gets you free things you know mm-hmm. but then I think about like private Snapchats. Or like, um, private Snapchat. Yeah, like like when girls are like, oh, you know, hit me up for my private Snapchat, or or like kind of stuff like that. It's kind of like, okay, are you? Is that an empowerment thing? Hit me up for my. Private I mean, you you've heard that, right? You seen that? Hit me up. I deleted my Snapchat. I still have an account. I just, I haven't used it in the past few months. So is that something new? Or you mean like nudes? <laughs> nudes, yeah, basically nudes. Where it's oh, like, like hit me up. For, like yeah, they're like, specifically nude accounts. I mean, I, I don't exactly know because I've never got one, but it is. I don't know if they're like fully nude or like just really explicit. And uh, you'll see like on Twitter or like on. They're on, like those popular thing. Like it's a promo account kind of. No, not even a promo account. It's just like some local girl. Yeah. So no. th- they'll just be like, oh, 15 bucks a month or whatever. And they'll post like most of the times so are like girls are like stripping, which yeah. it, it all kind of goes back to like the like where is it empowering okay, to allow I them see. allow them to kind of well not allow them because you have no say in it but you know where is it empowering mm-hmm. and where is it like like you get me i see where you're going um where is it empowering i guess in the perspective that they might be in empowering empowerment to them is obviously the beauty that they're able to see in themselves in and out, hopefully. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, have you heard of those stories or these, like, porn stars or these crazy girls who they do these, like, this, like, this crazy, people say crazy, like, acts or photos or whatever, mm-hmm. but they're, like, the nicest people in the world and, like, there's nothing wrong with them? Like, they just... Like that body positive kind of thing or that and maybe like they're like this is this is as good as it gets for me kind of thing but okay. they're so nice but that's it for them mm-hmm. so i think for these women they think that this is this may be as good as it can get for them mm-hmm. but it's not because it's i not. don't think they have realized that yet because there's a lot more to just your body positive beauty that they can give. And I think that for women who are in that kind of range of 
you know, whatever they're doing with their pictures or their videos. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't do it personally, but I think if it's something they enjoy. More power to them. Yeah, more power to them. But I just know that there's a lot more Mm -hmm. beauty than just to the outside for these women. Yeah, I mean, I I, I totally agree with that. I have a friend. Mm -hmm. When I met her, she was just like, I don't say normal because that sounds like if you're not, you know, doing this, you're not normal. Mm -hmm. But um, she was what you would consider like a traditional, just a traditional person. Like more conservative? Yeah, conservative. Okay. And then... And then she started stripping. And then, I mean, I, I followed her. I follow her on social media. Mm-hmm. And I see how her life changed. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, living, like, this Hollywood life now. And I'm just, like, damn. Like, I wish I could do that. <laughs> but she just started. A little, I don't know exactly what she does because I don't, I don't kind of talk to her about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But now I see that she's kind of, like, making a business outside of her. Like, she's, I, I don't exactly know what she's doing, but mm-hmm. she's taking this to, like, a whole, like, more business perspective. Or, like, I know, mm-hmm. I know, I mean, besides her, other people here that have taken that route, mm-hmm. and now they're, like, extremely successful. Mm-hmm. You know? So, now do you think it's, like, Cardi B? Do people are like, wow, well, she did it like that. Right. So, maybe that, that is a path. Maybe that, that is a path. people want to take. Yeah, or people are taking and it's working. Is that empowerment? Do we say, go, go do this? Is it a stepping stone? I wouldn't say go empower that um, specifically. Mm -hmm. I think all you can empower people to do is always to just be themselves and do the right, the good. Always do the right thing as best as you can mm-hmm. while remaining true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it, for some people it can be kind of hard, but for, I see what you're saying, how it's becoming like a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, these people are, you know, they're they're making money. They're, they're some, happy. Yeah, they're happy. They're not, at least from what I know, or at least what I could see on social media, they're not hurting anyone yeah so it's kind of like why not are they hurting anyone as far as we could tell who who do you think they could if they could be hurting some people who do you think they could be hurting from all the people there that are watching them on platforms who could they be hurting you could say like the younger you know the the younger female following that's where it gets like, how can we control what the younger following can watch? You can't. Unless you're because we over can't them. control what we're putting out there. Because everybody mm-hmm. wants to put everything out there, literally. But, I mean, freedom of speech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny that you say that because that's a battle that I have with. Um, damn, I'm like roasting everyone here with my sister that I was telling. <laughs> I was telling, like, yo, like, look at what uh, my niece and nephew are like watching, you know? Mm. Because even, like, like Logan Paul, right? My nephew, he's, like, Team 10, Logan Paul, like, they're the best. But then if you actually look at it, you're, like, what are you learning from him? 
You know? I, well, I'm not too familiar. I don't watch any TV it's anymore. YouTube. Yeah. Oh, it's YouTube? Yeah. He's, okay. He's the guy that um, <laughs> filmed someone that had committed suicide and put it on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's so eerie. Yeah. They, they do. <laughs> it's like, they're the, just these YouTubers that make a lot of money from just being on YouTube. Posting facts and then, and things, yeah. And then, um, you know, the little kids are like, I want to be a YouTuber now. I want to do that. And it's like, I don't know. To me, being a YouTuber, it's like being a filmmaker. Cool. But what not you- the kind of stuff that some of these little kids are, like, watching. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff out there that kids are watching because you give them an iPad and they go straight to YouTube because there's no cable on iPads. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the attention span is just not there anymore. I don't know. Do you have nieces and nephews? I have three nephews. One of them is very experienced with the iPads. We're guilty of have been like, here's the iPad. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think going back to the Cardi B. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, even like with guy rappers too. You know, um, Sway Lee. I think I said that right. Mm-hmm. Black Beatles. Mm-hmm. My nephew on YouTube with that song, like he knew it word by word. Mm. And I mean, he doesn't want to be a rapper, but those lyrics, he was singing them forever. And he, this is going to sound bad, (laughs) but he's only seven or six. But just through like the music on the radio, my nephew will sing it or he'll say things that are inappropriate to me. Mm. Mm. And try in a form it sounds like disrespect, and I'll like have to correct him on that. So I think for girls, when they hear female rappers saying like all these things when they're younger, it's like it kind of sticks in your head. And I mean, as much as like I love listening to Cardi B on my way to work, when I'm older, it's different, but when you're younger, it's it's way different too. It sticks way more. So it's not even about trying to censor the artist or trying to, you know, have them be a Will Smith where you don't cuss on your on your music. But it's more about, you like know, per, yeah, parentals protecting the. It can. It's both because then you're kind of limiting the artist from either if they write their own or the Mm -hmm. songwriter from, you know, writing how they truly feel or just really going out there for it. But I think there's a responsibility for women in the music industry as well as for men in the music industry and as far as for parents too because you can control to a certain level what your kids listen to and what they watch, but... At the same time, you can't because they're going to grow up, you know, and you just can't as a parent. And as people in the music industry, you and you know all the following you have and the people who are still going to you're still going to reach. I feel like we should be a little more cautious of what we're putting out there because it's literally affecting the way people grow up. And it's like people are growing up to think they can be rappers which is cool you can be but there's more out there yeah like let them and you know you've seen some 
some artists in their music, they're like, you know, they actually mention when you hit this lifestyle, it's not what you think it is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's true. I mean, for what they're, a lot of them have said it. So I feel like maybe they should start pushing other careers in their music. Yeah. yeah. If as cheesy as it sounds, but being a scientist could be cool. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's so funny because I just saw this meme on Twitter today that it was something like, uh, this generation is going to be the first generation of grandmas that don't know how to sew, you know? And then, and then the, (laughs) and then the, 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 the the female Twitter was like, oh yeah, this generation. (laughs) And the, and the female Twitter was like, well, this is a generation where grandpas are not going to know how to build a house, you know, which I mean, it's far-fetched, but. Oh my God, that's enough. It's really far-fetched, but it's so. It's true. Cause everyone, I mean, even myself, you know. Mm I really want to live the rest of my life creating content, you know, creating documentaries, filming. And I think because we're in an era of technology and media. For sure. And I do believe that we'll get to a point that we're not going to have enough teachers. We're not going to have enough doctors. Mm. We're not going to have enough of all of that things. And it's true, you know, and, you know, the next generation might not know how to sew something. I have friends my age that don't know how to cook. It's like, man, what are you going to do? Just because you're a guy. Like, in and out. <laughs> in and out, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I totally feel you on that. Um, and I think also partially doctor-wise and careers like that is some people make it seem like it's not attainable, but it is because they see the journey that some you know some life paths take Mm -hmm. and like the work it requires and people either get discouraged or they feel limited to the resources in order to reach some things but i think it's the whole instant gratification culture that we're in Mm -hmm. people upload a video on youtube go viral you know get a bunch of followers and then they're off it's instant. Like, everything's quick. Why do you think Vine was so popular? Why, why did they take it away? <laughs> why do you think TikTok is so popular now? TikTok? Yeah, it's the, it's like the same thing as Vine. It, it just came out of nowhere. Because it's like six seconds and th- or however many seconds it is and you're done. You know? And like you're saying, like, school-wise, being a doctor, eight, ten years. You know, being well, a lawyer. And I could just be a meme star. Yeah. For... <laughs> hey, go to Target. That's women's empowerment. Target. <laughs> finish your work. Finish your homework. Do your gym sesh if you got time for that. Make sure you feed yourself. I Make sure you run target. your Target errands. Do that face mask. You know, I, ha- I have a bad experience with Target. I took a first date to Target one time. A first date? Yeah, like the first time we went out, I think we went to the movies. And then I was like, hey, you want to go to Target? I love Target. I, I, I wanted to see like if she would be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Or kind of like trip out. We ended up going. Nice. And I was like, whoa, like this is pretty cool. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Um, well, the relationship didn't work. Okay. But <laughs> but no, but it, it was really cool to like. Hang out and yeah, just see at that. At Target and just kind of like walk around and see kind of like where they're gonna go do you usually interest yeah that's cool so i think it was a really good 
like you know a good place to see like are you gonna go to the discount aisle or are you gonna go straight for the the, electronics yeah expensive as (laughs) huge so let's a little harsh for the first day (laughs) uh let's empower people a little bit more you have a tour are you on tour is the tour gonna start how is how does an expo go on tour and where are you going and what's going on so an expo goes on tour as soon as you declare that it goes on tour and that's all you need that's what christina brophy does and for everybody watching that doesn't know she's my marketing manager for the women's expo and a lot of other businesses that she has going on and throw some dates at me throw some cities throw where's some... my schedule <laughs> it's right right about in in my pictures wow you know let's just go on instagram because that's where we have everything (laughs) saved now instagram needs to have files do you feel the same do you guys archive a lot of stuff yes um how to do that okay so last year the first one just so we can do a little recap it was march 3rd in ventura then we had the one in LA this year on the 26th. Now we're going to do Ventura in, Ove- in October. October okay. 5th of that's this year. That's the next year. one that's coming up? Yep. Okay. It's going to be at the fairgrounds, I think. So wow. that's nice. tell your friends, tell your family, tell your bays. And then we're going to go to Atlanta nice. this Friday. Oh, wait. So that's the next one. So no, this is just, we're just going to recruit. Oh, okay. Because okay. the Atlanta Expo is in November 2nd. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. Got it, got yeah. it. And then we're going to San Diego for 2020. 2020. Yeah, so I'm giving you guys like all in advance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean. Those calendars. This is, if you want to follow it, this is a nice little way to have an excuse to go on different trips, you know? Yeah, and make it make it a girl's trip. Make it take take your base too and just be like okay babe i'm gonna go to women's expo you could do whatever you yeah, want yeah. where do is it free how do people go do you have to get tickets or what you up? do have to get tickets they're all available online on eventbrite is what we've been putting them on mm-hmm. um if you guys keep up with the page you can Which is? at the women's empowerment expo make sure yep <laughs> <laughs> And because sometimes we have early bird specials or student mm. promo discounts or she raffles them on the website or the website or Instagram. And yeah, so San Diego is going to be the route for 2020. And what what if there's someone that's listening that either has a business or wants to partner up, maybe get a table or like a booth? How would they go about that? So they can go about it either by going on the website or just hit us up on the Instagram page. Straight DM. Straight DM because right now is probably the best time too because it's you get better spots when yeah. it's first come first serve usually, and you just you get the rundown and you just start getting pumped. All right, give me your best motivational ending sentence what would you want to hear as a young 12 year old stephanie as a 12 year year old stephanie dang 
Stand tall. Stand tall, girl. Stand tall. I agree with that. I think that's that's a really good one. So for everyone that's listening, remember that we are filming this so you could see the faces behind that voice at 101 North on YouTube. Please subscribe. It would really help out. Um, I think people think that the podcast itself is really going to, you know, it's making me money or anything. But it really, it's not. I don't, I don't make money on, on anything. Um, YouTube doesn't do money until you're like really big. So I'm just yeah. doing this to bring this information to everyone. Kind of, you know, it's a small platform now, but Good showcase the talent and the people that we have here in the city. But always say subscribe is nice. Say follow is nice. Say share is nice as well. And remember, if you want to hear anything new, you want to listen to anyone or you just maybe if you even want to be on, go ahead and DM myself at the page and we will get you on. Stephanie, it was a pleasure having you. Thank you, Christian. It was a pleasure being on here. We'll be back for show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back after these messages. Beep. <laughs>